No, he's not. It's too late. He said maybe on a Wednesday he could join us, but there's no part of it. That's cool. I'm really proud of this. That's cool. Um, I mean, if you save this, this topic for Wednesday, you'd love to talk about it. Yeah, it's maybe save it, because I don't know much about China and the crypto, yeah, or the cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency? Cryptocurrency? I know lots about it, but that I was not how I thought it was pronounced. I purposely avoid knowing things about China, it scares me. So yeah, maybe different topic. I mean, technically, you can yeah, unmute it because we do the the before you're show. You're right? not muted. She's never muted. She always says that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can hear you. She says that every time. Failure. You know what? It's okay. <laughs> we tried so hard. I'm just yeah. pathetic. It's fine, guys. I'm just. Fine. It's okay, guys. I'm muted. We still love you. Failure. Damn right, you love. This is the before show. <laughs> it is the before show. In the before times. I appreciate the way you did the name. Thank you. It actually is really great. But is uh, it, is Andrew, everything good? Like, are we? Today. Is is all the all the what? all the wires okay. clicking? All the all the all the synapses firing? Are we are we good? Yeah, everything looks like it's good. good yeah, yeah, everything's good to me too. Alrighty, alrighty. Host your channel on my uh, stream ends. Same out too bad the front page is full of lies. What do you mean? Thanks, John. Mm, no. <laughs> he has a life, man. He has cool. I gotta clear this space. Oh. You know what? Space on my computer. The like only life straight. that's needed is the life of a villain. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even villains have to make money somehow, right? <laughs> Are we good to go? Everyone good? Yes. Is life good? good? Yeah, I'm good. The Villains Talk Show with C4, Sarah Vikensaniac, Sir Jeremy, and the Great Grease Goblin. And we're back. Welcome back. Like a Hello. force of nature. I would like to apologize for the lies and mistruths I have told. We We're are done. not talking about really China today. We are not talking about China today. Jan will be coming Wednesday, and we will have him Wednesday. Today is Sunday. So, we will make the art of the betrayal the first topic. <laughs> And come up with another one while we talk about that one. That is exactly yeah. what's going to happen. <laughs> I mean, we'll end up rambling on. Very yeah. much what's about to happen. What, what else would we do? That is all we do. So, hi, hello, and welcome everyone to the Villains Talk Show. I am C4. Right beside me is Sarah Vike. Further down, we have Insaniac. Below is the Great Grease Goblin. And to the Kitty Corner is down here, this way, is. Uh, Sir Jeremy, and we are your villain co-hosts of the Villains Talk Show. Uh, we sit around and in a nonsensical format and 
talk our uneducated opinions and educated opinions about certain topics that we think of either not that day. We definitely think about these things way in advance. Yeah, always. Always. Uh, we, are, the, the we definitely don't self-park method our way through it. Yeah, what are you talking about? The, the forethought is, is there, okay? We do shows. We do shows every Sunday and Wednesday. Sunday usually around 10 p.m. Pacific, or sorry, Mountain. And this time, Mountain, 11. We're a little early today. Meh, it happens. Uh, today's topic was supposed to be about China, the courtocracy, but our guest couldn't make it tonight, so we're just going to stick with our second topic, and then we'll probably make something up later. Uh, today is the art of the betrayal. Now, I know what you're thinking. What does that mean? What is the art of the betrayal? Well, seeing as a few of us are writers and a few of us are DMs, the art of the betrayal is one of the hardest fucking things to do in creating. <laughs> and not just that. The art of the betrayal in life, let's say LARP, let's say DMD, let's say let's say anywhere, is extremely Friends. hard. Because some people who may be in this call and maybe remain nameless <laughs> blow their load a little too early with the art of betrayal. Ew. And some people, some people make such long, complicated betrayals, it never happens. And I know this for a fact that it's a problem in stories is you get this huge, long and artful betrayal that you read it. And as soon as you meet the character first page, you're like, oh, that person's going to betray them four books later. And it happens and you're going, there was, there was, there was no foreshadowing. Everyone knew mm -hmm. this person was going to betray you. So, and that, and, th and then that's, that's, that's going to be the first topic. I will come up with a second topic later. We will magically do Let's that. Let's be real. But, this is um, topic because the grief goblin is mad at me. We'll call it the wandering topic show. Well, <laughs> well, I'll give some light to why I chose this. I would this. have done the same thing. So, so. <laughs> you did do the same thing. I, I, I will, uh. Mine was justified, though. With a little less arrows. So. <laughs> mine wasn't justified, though, he says. <laughs> So one of my greatest betrayals, one of my greatest um, fake, we'll call them fake betrayals, um, is I do live action role play. And I was a character who was a rogue named Seville Liv. And, he's, and uh, he, was, he was always neutral, chaotic neutral, very, very middle of the road. Um, but he had a dream. His dream was to, was to create a kingdom based on a king that people wanted. Because always in LARP and in D&D, &D, you have a king that no one likes. And um, we actually, I, I professed it so much. I made cards. I kept talking about it to nobles. And it got so much that we actually did an entire weekend, three days in LARP, um, out, out in the camp just outside the city, where we were in a nightmare realm. That was my dream. The king was elected. I was master of spies. And the realm was working perfectly. Now, of course, the way it was structured is the LARP, we were supposed to find our way home and away from this foreign land. But, and I, I helped them, but as soon as I walked into game and I found it was going on, I was in, in my character, I'm like, fuck that. I am not leaving. And one of the greatest moments of that betrayal, 
is at the end you always have these giant battles between all the NPCs and all the characters and blah, blah, blah. So they all form up. And we're about to have this huge battle with the king of this realm and all his... And right before the battle, I yell. I'm like, wait. And everyone stops and looks at me and I walk out. I face the king face to face. And then I turn around and draw my sword. And I just see everyone's face drop. And then my buddy Tim does the same thing. And we then the battle starts and everyone, when they, they down me, they try to pick me back up because in, in, in LARP or live action role play, um, when you die, all negative buffs and negative effects are gone. So if you're charmed, if you're, if you're being mind controlled, it just disappears. So they down me, pick me back up, put me at full health. And then I'd wait for them to turn around. Instant kill, instant kill, instant kill. And it took it took them about 10 minutes to realize I had betrayed my entire LARP. So in D&D and in games and in books, usually you have like five or six friends. These are 35 people who I played with on a regular basis who I decided to just destroy. And it was one. And still, this was like four or five years ago. But in my LARP, my character Sevel is is now legend legend because of this betrayal i'll play games like i i won't go for like a five months or six months because i'm busy now um but i'll go in and i'll hear characters i've never met before and and i'll i'll meet people i've never ever met shook their hand i've never seen them before but they know everything about my character they know everything about Sevel and the 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 betrayal of Sevel. and i can walk into larp and they will talk about my character, even when I'm not there, to other PCs. Because of how how artful that betrayal was. How built up and how sudden it was. I gave nothing away. It just all of a sudden... And the best part is, is they took my character to trial the next game. And I was exonerated. Because every point that I had was, was undeniable. They never asked me if I wanted to leave. They net like, and I said, why would I want to leave? What is my dream? Well, it's a nightmare to other people. No, what? That's not my problem. <laughs> it really isn't. That's fair. Yeah. When everyone said they're leaving, I specifically told people I want to stay, and I said those words. Everyone just kind of looked past it. But yeah, so that is that is one of my greatest in-game betrayals. And the the. the the hardest part is not keeping tight-lipped about it. It's doing the right things at the right time. Um, like knowing knowing when, like for one, for example, for that for that weekend, there was the, um, this stone that they needed to get back to their realm, or and then if they had it, they could have avoided a big team battle and just kind of teleported everyone back. So they put it in in this safe space. Um, but we're, we're we're fighting our way back. And because I'm a rogue, I can dodge. And I have lots of dodges. So it was at that moment I realized what was happening. I realized what was going on. I'm putting it inside a lockbox that no one else can open except two other characters in the LARP. And they are busy doing a bunch of other stuff. So I turn to the party and I go, just give it to me. Just give it to me. I'll, I'll take it back. And they do it. I take it. I run off. I hide it. And then I tell them I put it away. There is no reason that they had any reason to doubt me. 
And then eventually, when they go look for it, um, it's funny because it's not there. And instead of blaming me, they're like, oh, it must have been stolen. Yep. And you just... See, because the best time to kind of betray someone is when you're the most trusted sorts. Yeah. And then you leads you to, to blind faith and not and not question when things go wrong. You're not going to further deep dive your friend or someone that you've like, known to be straightforward this entire time to do something stupid in this one moment, right? But then there's or, but then there's obvious betrayals. Um, there's there's stuff that that you can see coming. Like I, the best way I can describe it is like I did earlier. Like you see an angel or. You know, you're 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 writing a story, and then this angel comes down on high and gives a quest to the to to the character of the book, and to go find this ancient relic that will restore peace to the land. And you're reading your book, and you just put it down. And you're like, the angel's the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then halfway through the book, it's like, oh, what a twist! The angel's the bad guy, and you're like. No, what do you mean that this like oh, artifact is evil? Like certain things that are going to happen. Who would have saw, who would have saw that coming? But you you can play with that too. You can do a double yeah. twist. You you can make you can make it if you like. There's people that shove too hard that this is what's going to happen, and then it it does. But there are also people who do it artfully, who are like, oh, this is going to happen, and then it doesn't, and something else happens, and you're. I love those. I love those. But See, those are more. Those are more like. I call those more hidden reveals than art. Well, that's where you get, you get people like sometimes like that, where because you can use the obvious um, bad guy motif kind of as a distraction for the crowd in the sorts, right? Where you, where you think that this guy is going to be the bad guy and might even well be the bad guy. He might not be the main bad guy. He might be, you know, somebody else that's being pulled by the strings that you find out is actually a close person mm -hmm. in your party who wants you to be here doing things for this angel so they can probably kill you to take the thing after you know who knows right and that that adds a double twist or an extra betrayal that you might not have seen you're the magician under the hat you know you're, you're looking too close or too far at the at the real problem to not see it coming right no i i completely agree um it it, it can also but it, you have to be careful you don't want to hyper focus on it right you don't want to you don't want to become yeah too narrow with your with your spectrum and then all of a sudden lose everything you're trying to do um just to uh just to before i open the before i open the discussion to everyone else i just wanted to say one of the mo one of the most recent betrayals that's happened to me in terms of in game or in terms of reading um that was actually artful and i will and i will give credit where credit is due um is i was playing a DD game and i'm sure you were all were there um a <laughs> druid stabbed me in the back and that I that could have been that I don't know. that was actually very well done. Um, it was a friendly PC, maybe in this call, and um, <laughs> there was no. I had suspicion, which is why I was near them. But I did. But here's the funny thing: I was surrounded by a bunch of in my in my game. I'm 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 a I'm a priest. Well, I'm a warlock, but I'm basically priest. The Pope. Um, but I have, I have a bunch of things around me and so I felt the most safe the most safe with all my with all my little guards around me and this PC um, I'm just gonna say it was it was the man below me it was the grease goblin decided to to stab me in the back he had his own goals really and I but at the it same time though. at the same time no one expected it and it had it fell in line with what he was trying to do I can't I can't like I can be mad at it, sure, 
but I cannot de- I cannot deny that that was genuinely surprising. But at the same time, I had an inkling because of the way he was acting and the way he'd do stuff throughout the game beforehand. It was it was an artful betrayal. I should have seen it coming, but I didn't, even though the clues were there. And I couldn't just say it was a random thought. I couldn't just attribute it to chaos. Um, and after being said, uh, Sarah, why, why, why don't you take the floor? I see, I see, I see burning opinions inside you, please. I don't have burning opinions. (laughs) Um, I'm sure you have a story. A story. Tell my story now. No, I I want you to tell me about an artful betrayal. How do you see? It's all gonna. This all is gonna go back to D and D. Absolutely. It's because of D and D that we're having this conversation, really. Mm. Um, Artful betrayal. I don't know, man. Well, when you're writing, you to write a good villain. Like, okay, so in my in my book, um, my book, you my my two main characters are a guy named Dylan and Vermilion. Um, they were childhood friends. Um, Dylan goes off and comes back when he's 18, takes Vermilion through space. It's this crazy space adventure. And it's it's like, a, I write it like a very buddy cop movie. Um, two best friends. Um, and I even have, I even have Dylan, um, the guy who disappears, start to play on uh, Vermilion's emotions. Start in a very highly tensified sexual way. Um, but I have it written that he is actually not in the book that are not in the first book, but I do plan on it being a trilogy. Um, as you read the trilogy, um, Dylan, is the bad guy. He is, he is literally manipulating everyone around him. And my goal is to write this first book, having a list. And I actually listed out all the different things. My main arcing bad guy is doing in the background and then how do I write that in a way that you would never see it that way? That you're mm-hmm. look, basically looking through the rose-colored glasses of my of my main character, my protagonist, Vermilion. And so when I do pull the, pull the rug out from underneath, the goal will be to basically have Dylan betray Vermilion. But I want it to be an oh shit moment. But I want the people to be able to look back and go through my writings and go through the books and being able to see these things that were presented in this way, but they're Small actually hits. this. And that that is what I believe is the key to an artful betrayal. Is yeah, absolutely. You, you need to be able to present something that is perceived one way, but in reality, this is what's going on in the big picture. So yeah. tell so when you write, Sarah, yeah. do, you, do you plan on such a betrayal? How how would you write such a betrayal? I do plan on such a betrayal, actually, but it won't be coming for a little while. So um, I've just written the first book, and in the third one, there will be there will be be quite a betrayal, and then there will also be another one that is very closely echoing it in the fifth one. Um, and yes, I I very much am planning those. I the details aren't totally planned yet because the the characters who will be involved in this aren't actually alive yet. Um, they have not been born. So, but I mean, it's all, it's all there and it is very much built up, even in this first book where these people are not alive yet, I have put in some hints of what's and what is going to come and how it's going to happen. And it's, I mean, it's very small, it's very subtle at this point because 
again, these people aren't, they don't exist yet. Mm-hmm. But it certainly is coming. It's coming. Don't you wait. The dragons <laughs> are coming. It'll be big. <laughs> Everyone will love it. <laughs> the flying fools in the power of the dog is coming. It's coming. The drums in the deep. So let, let's move let's move down the line to Jeremy, Mr. Uh, creator of Worlds and DM Extraordinaire, our, our resident veteran DM. How do you, how do you build a true artful betrayal? I'm sure you've had to make at least a few of them in your time. I mean, the buildups can't be seen, right? Definitely. Or if it is seen, it's got to be seen as, as something else. Like a deception. If you got to be good at deception, or you have to be good at hiding shit and just containing it. Um, you can't get too excited and show everyone what's coming before it happens. Yeah, pretty much, right? Yeah, but that's or even like allude to it by accident. Let's be fair, guys. That's way easier said than done. Oh yeah, absolutely, right? You know, sometimes you just. Yeah, you just get excited about something you thought of, and oh, it's unbelievable. <laughs> and and for me, it's super oh, yeah. hard. Oops, that uh, I know I have that too. I want to share with people what I want to do, what I have in mind, what I planned. I I find it's one of the hardest things for me while I DM actually. Um, I've noticed is uh, is keeping stuff secret. Um, in order to keep stuff secret, sometimes I have to actually keep it in different parts of my books. So I'll have bookmarks that jump around just so I can uh, forget what I'm doing. And then, like, it's like my own choose your adventure. Like, oh, they do this, flip to this. Oh, I wrote this. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, uh, but one of, one of the, it, it, on, a, on a kind of a reveal idea, um, me and Jeremy were talking. This just happened in games, so Sarah will, will relate. But me and Jeremy were talking about what we were going to do with um, one of my players' uh, familiars. Um, I've been leveling up so far and it was Jeremy actually that gave me the idea that, um, maybe, maybe the character's now the familiar and we just did that reveal in game. Didn't we, Sarah? Tell me what you're talking about. Keth. Keth is, Keth is now no longer the familiar. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. And the way I imagine I sat, I sat on that for about two weeks, three weeks just waiting for for Stop this waiting. warlock to unsummon his familiar and be like, you can't. Oh, well, yes, like, no. No, you can't. <laughs> and then a few moments later, like, you then disappear into the astral realm. And then just hearing his voice go, oh, no. Yep. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Who's no, yeah. the familiar now? <laughs> that was hilarious. But that's that's not a that's not an artful betrayal as much as that's just a good twist. Um, yeah, I guess definitely I guess you could argue that's the same thing. You know what? Let's broaden <laughs> let's broaden the topic right now from the art of the betrayal. Oop, that was wrong. Right? From the art to what the, a twist? To what a twist! It's exactly what oh I was about goodness. to write. <laughs> I, read a book, I read a book on Tuesday that was clearly prioritizing twists over story, and it was so annoying. And that it will is, not lose my head because I'm so frustrated by it. That is so. Wait, you're reading. Yeah, too many in a story. Wait, wait. Which M Night Shyamalan were you were you watching? <laughs> it was not. I'll go get the book. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah, too many 
missed in a story, or else I, it gets like emotionally exhausting reading this thing, and you're just like, oh, what else is going to happen now? <laughs> I mean, I, the problem with twists, though, is like then you then you can M Night Shyamalan yourself to hell. All of a sudden, you're, I mean. every five seconds, yeah, I guess I guess you were saying that, yeah. It's just every five seconds you twist, you twist and turn and twist and turn. And then all of a sudden, every little twist is just, it's nothing. But then again, give credit where credit's due. That man has written some prime movies. Like, yeah. Unbreakable. Is probably the girliest thing you've ever seen from me? Is that the is the most girly thing I've ever seen. That. Is that, is that, a, is that way, is that a romance novel? Uh, not really. How so? <laughs> it's like... That looks like... It's, YA. it's like a YA. Oh, a coming of age. Yeah. It looks like a romance novel. A, a I know releasing... It's not totally a romance novel. This author... I quite liked another series that this author had that was, um... It was like if you took the story of, like, Esther from the Bible or, like, The Bachelor and put it in the setting of The Hunger Games. So it was sort of a romance novel, but also sort of not. I quite liked those, so I picked this one up going like, oh, I bet it'll be good. She's a good author. As no. A, no. As a, as a person no. who had to study an entire class on romance novels, and I've read like 50 Daniel Steele books, how good's her, uh, how good's her description? There isn't any. <gasps> Sacrilege! I told you, it's not really a romance novel. Yeah, there's got to be some implication. Uh, no, actually, there's really not. There's actually like, shockingly not because he gets married. Oh, oh. Like there probably should be. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's a realistic marriage book, Sarah. <laughs> That's I mean, I would be the only one in this conversation who could have a say on that. So. But uh, also, her husband, her husband dies on like the day of the wedding, so that's why that's one of the many twists. She was supposed to marry the king. He was about to propose to her, and that was like that was like at this point in the book, the king was about to propose to her, and like the whole book had been leading up to that. And then suddenly, she ran away with another dude, and yeah, and then they just really actually it was probably even farther through. It was probably like here that the king was going to propose to her, like most of the way through. And then, like, she ran away with another dude, and then they got married really fast, and then he died. So and did his that family died? Did that? Did those two twists? Did they break the book? Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. Did they at least foreshadow it? Like, um, her running away—it was this whole like, well, it was a whole annoying like, should I do this or shouldn't I? And like all of the like, uh, I don't know what to do. The so old anime that. trope. I'm the main oh. character. I don't know what right? I should do. I could easily do the right thing, but if I do the wrong thing and do while doing the right thing, I'm going to be a bad person. Right? She had this whole relationship with the king, and then she met this one guy like four times, and one of them was like right as the king was about to propose to her. She like went out for a breath of air, and he was there, and she was just like, you know what? Let's go. And just ran away with him, and I was like, dude, you don't even know him. I mean, at least they're getting like the flightiness <laughs> of teenagers, right? Yeah. Okay, but like Sarah, that. you're you're not regular people. <laughs> Let's just be fair. You are not regular people. 
true. So let's uh let's talk about forethought and let's start with south of me. So what kind of forethought do you actually put in to your betrayals, sir? Uh for the one that you just previously uh, previously discussed, I had been planning for that for like three or four weeks before. Yeah, I believe that. It seemed like you were planning something. I was kind of surprised on that one. I didn't no, think I, I would didn't. get that kind of chance, so I took it. Yeah, unfortunately, it turned out bad. One I mean. Point. It, it rarely, it rarely turns good. To be fair, but you, but you never, you didn't commit to it, you know, in, in the moment. He did. did. He did. He but took he all. He could have killed you. To, you there. tried to walk away. I got the opportunity attack. Oh. Yeah, but you could, you could have killed, straight up killed him there and left him there and not came back. Yeah. With him. But you didn't. You straight up could have murdered him there and left him there, but you brought him back, didn't you? No, he didn't no. go down. He didn't. I didn't go oh. down. Oh, right, right. I, I don't remember. One hit point. Oh, right. One hit point. It's a good thing about being at max hit points when all of a sudden you start taking a fuck kind of damage from the back. so much. <laughs> oh. That I'm one so dagger attack. But, Sarah, Sarah, Sarah. Yeah. Look at how visibly hurt you are over an in-game thing. <laughs> that tells me, <laughs> as much as I agree with your emotion, what a great betrayal. Because that's what a betrayal should. Something that in fiction, no matter what the medium is, a betrayal should shake you to the core. A good yeah. one. Like a yeah. really good one. Just like a just like um a flip back to the good side. Like the best way I can think of is Boromir in the first Lord of the Rings. If you read the books, movies, mm -hmm. I don't give a shit. Um when he finally dies fighting off the orcs to save to save Mary uh Mary and Pippin and Frodo and that. One of the best scenes in that movie because of the emotional turn, the unexpected twist, the and like you just start rooting for him even though you know he's gonna die, and he leaves such an imprint on the rest of the book, even though he's only in it for the beginning, and that's that's a good twist. That is that is what you look for is you want to shake people to core. That that leads into like that's why I'm very that's why I liked it because like I said with my original story. When I, when I did, when I was talking about me and LARP, like, it's the same idea. It shook people right to the core that they still talk about it. And we still, even though it happened, guys, it happened like nine months ago. Like, like, but we still talk about it like it was yesterday. And that's a good betrayal. That is something that rings true right to the, and that's what you look for when you write. Um, Absolutely. And I, it, and that's why I'm both in awe and hate M. Night Shyamalan. He can write twists that absolutely blow your fucking mind, like The Mist, Sixth Sense, Split, the 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 uh, the Unbreakable series, fucking yeah. like just fantastic. Even even if people didn't like it, The Village, like fan the visit to The Village was interesting. Fantastic twists. Yeah, but. It, sometimes the execution is poor. Like some people don't like the miss. Some people, a lot of people don't like the village. But the point is, is the reason you are so visibly shook or hurt because of that twist or whatever happened is because it actually affected you. You were fooled. Yeah, like the ending of the mist. Oh god, yeah. I really didn't like exactly that. Exactly what I thought. That's exactly uh -huh. what I want. 
right. And everyone hated it. And apparently they had another ending that Tess audience liked more. But M. Night mm-hmm. Shyamalan wanted to keep it M. Night Shyamalan yeah. wanted to keep it true to his book. And you know what? I love that movie. I, I liked it movie. even more hearing about the second one, like this, this, the, the adjusted kind of ending that shows a bit more to it. And then, like, I could, it gave me more respect for the original ending once I, I saw it that way. Like, to, to know that it's like, it's supposed to be a whole dark moment. It's supposed to feel like a sad, you know, bitter end, right? And his dad, like, kills him, his, his son, and, like, all these other people because it's, like it's like a zombie apocalypse moment, right? Like, you're in a hopeless situation. Mm-hmm. People abandon hope. On that same note, actually, what what even spurred on this the idea for this topic actually wasn't 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 uh, uh my my southern friend down there was um I actually watched a uh, game don't insult th- me like that I watched a uh, a game theory today um on the Joker actually I, don't, I think it's an older one but um he basically talked about how the Joker in the Dark Knight was actually the hero and how he took out crime. He got rid of Bat. He got rid of a vigilante. He made Gotham an actual, an actual livable city, and he goes through all the points. And th- thinking about it all day, just I can't, I can't disagree. And the ability and the fact that it takes someone an in-depth look to look at it because, and it's all the and the worst part is all the pieces are right in front of you. Like, Batman just takes out one criminal at a time, and then they go back out right away. The only way the Dent Act is going to work is if Harvey Dent is still a good person. But there's still corruption in the cops. So It just matters on a matter of perspective, right? You could be a hero in, in many people's regards, depending on what you're doing. Now, that's, that's funny, because, no, I disagree now. If you're a villain and you're doing and you're doing actions for villainy, of course you're a bad guy. I mean, I'm not disagreeing that like Joker could be seen as a hero and a villain because he's he's a piece of twisted kind of sense, but not every person is going to see it that way. And even then, if you're if you were in not in the best of senses, sometimes you'll 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 idolize the people that are more broken than you in a sense, or you know you'll idolize villains in a sense of being heroes. Like a lot of people idolize like. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's hard to say, but you see them throughout every. Uh, there's a whole comic book series of Marvel different super universes of different villains that everyone kind of has a touch of in different regards. Like you know, like Lex Luthor, mm-hmm. or you know, Lex Luthor can be seen as a hero, but he could also be seen as a villain. He also is a hero in some comics. I mean, it depends. Well, that's on what I mean, right? Which ones you pick but, up? But not everyone sees it that way. That's true. And it's the same in the Joker. So because the Joker is a twisted one that stands out. Batman Metal, for example. Oh, I love recently. Bat Metal. Oh, so good. Oh, <laughs> no, Batman Metal, like the. I have comic. never heard of that. Yeah, I, I have it actually. The, uh, Batman who laughs. Yeah, yeah, I actually have that exact comment right up here. I could pull it down and oh. show you. I love that comic. Or like Red, Red Hood, so right? He's a hero, but he's also like it depends, right? Let's Batman uh, fights all the time. Let's go into that a bit more. What is just uh, what is everyone's favorite villain betrayal or villain twist? Since uh, we are villains here, what is your favorite moment? Like, I'm I'm gonna go campy here and say one of my favorite moments in any kind of medium where you find out who the true, where you not find out where the true villain is, but one of the greatest twists, I guess, still stuck with me. It's why I love the series, um, Empire Strikes Back. Fucking mm-hmm. Darth uh, Dar- yeah, Darth yeah, Vader true. telling Luke that he's his he's father. Gone. 
it's still like I watched as a kid, and I still it's one of my favorite movie moments in all time. And it's what it, it it's what it's one of my and one of my favorite villains. So um, let's uh, let's move over to Jeremy. He hasn't talked a lot. Uh. <laughs> this is why we put you on spot. Like how I do that? Keep yourself silent. I'm going to attack you. <laughs> <laughs> Just because we can't see you doesn't mean we don't know you're not talking. We want to hear your lovely you voice. We don't know you're there. <laughs> tell us. So. Tell, tell us, Jeremy. Your favorite twists. What's your favorite twist and or villain betrayal? Keep the topic open. Um, twist and villain betrayal, eh? Like, I don't know. Um. Hmm. Just thinking about, I don't know, right? Okay. In, like, media or, like, movies or something. Like, I, I, I kind know, of... I know, I'm trying to think of... I, I, I will come back to you. I kind of, for me, I really enjoyed um, the the betrayal of Spawn, the whole Spawn series that sparks that whole setup, relying and kind of like doing your job and something like that, being a, a military man what's or something like that. What's his, what's his name? Don't look it up. What is? Uh, it? I know his Spawn, name. Spawn's name or the or the no no employer? no Spawn. We all know Spawn's name. The man who betrayed him. What's David he? Frost, I think. No, something. it's not David Frost. No, no, I don't know what I'm thinking. About. No, it's no, it's um. Oh my I'm God, that's gonna kill me. Head. You're Richard right something. though. That's a great one. That yeah. is a great one. Richard something. I don't know. No, Richard is the husband. Richard is the new is the new guy who marries his wife. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. No, it's not Richard. But I can't remember off the top of my head. But that whole setup. Was it being... Oh yeah, right. I was gonna say the human guy or the the human guy. Yeah. <laughs> Harry That's is the, the name. Of, so Haunt, Spawn's name was Harry. Richard is the name of his friend who marries white his wife. Um, not After Ma- he dies. not Martha. What's her name? God, I was gonna say it's the guy. It's the other mercenary guy, isn't it? That betrayed yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, the mercenary guy. Just the 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 flamethrower. Well, yeah. while I think of his name, like... Sarah. All right. Well, thankfully, I have all my favorite movies beside me over here, and so I was able to think of something. Um, that's good. I really love Doctor Who, and I actually feel like there's been a couple of twists that they've done in it in the the revamped series since 2005 that I've really really enjoyed. Both centering around the Master. So if you don't know much about Doctor Who, the Doctor is a time tra- time traveling alien who travels around in a blue police box called the TARDIS. Um, but there and the Doctor is as of the 2005 like re remake of the show, the Doctor is the only one of his kind, the only one of his species. Um, He's from a planet called Gallifrey. And that's something that really upsets him, because his whole species was lost in a war. And it turns out that there is actually one more left, called the Master. And the Doctor and the Master were childhood friends, but the Master is actually kind of a little crazy. So the first time that you see the Master is fairly early on in the show. It's a couple seasons in, and it's just wild. There's this, there's just crazy, um, <laughs> just the way that the two of them interact is insane. 
the master literally kidnaps the doctor and keeps him in a cage and like forces time into him so that he becomes very very old and crippled and it's just it's this really really crazy um turn of events where humans are killing humans and like humans from the future who are flying around in little balls are killing humans humans killing humans No, humans from the future in little balls who you wouldn't know that, they were human never happens. are killing humans. Uh, and uh, there's a there's a whole like paradox and everything involved. And I really enjoy that. I'm and gonna... um this this last season that was happening with January and February, the doctor is now a she, not a he. Um there was another similar um reveal of the master that I thought was just so it was so shocking and so well done. Um, is her name Minerva? Been, it is not. The Doctor does not have a name other than the Doctor. Or does, but doesn't say it. Nobody knows. Okay. Um, <laughs> but um, the Doctor was dealing with stuff with spies. A bunch of spies around the world had suddenly been killed and went to visit an old friend named O, who was a part, like an important part of the British spy network. And um, this whole, they went through this whole thing, and O was helping them, and O was um, O was getting them places and using his connections and being very, very helpful to them. And then suddenly, it turned out that O was actually the master as well. And it was something that you could have seen coming if you'd been looking for it. But if you weren't, it was absolutely shocking and kind of terrifying. Um, so that would be mine. Okay, I'll I'll be fair yeah. though. I've I've never actually seen any Doctor Who. I could tell by by the way you're doing <laughs> your yeah. reaction yeah. to it. Nah, Doctor nah. I haven't watched Doctor Who. I've, nah. I've heard it's good. Not. Nah. I mean, I've seen Community, and they talk about Minerva. Are they going to a Doctor Time? Oh. Space. Inspector Space Time. Yeah, yeah. Inspector Space, space time. time. There we go. Yeah. I know yeah. Inspector Space Time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move south of the board. Tell, tell me, tell me, Caden. Tell me, oh great Grease Goblin, what inspires you and your betrayals? What did what what twists your not finishing that sentence? Greasy arm. You will let we'll let bloody dagger. everyone else's well, imagination yeah. fill that one. I was, I was hoping everybody would, would fall in with the response. I didn't think mm-hmm. it was true. I don't know why you're doing no. this to yourself. I don't know what you're talking about. No, seriously though, what 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 yeah. what what inspires yeah. you? What like what what do you see as a great betrayal in cinema, book, art? Going back to Empire Strikes Back, I do agree that the Vader twist was great. Yeah, but. Another one that really stuck out to me was the Lando, the Lando betrayal. The Lando betrayal. Ooh, yeah! That one really stuck out to me. Oh, yeah, I totally forgot. Oh, he right? does. The thing he's famous for? Yeah. <laughs> no, he's famous for destroying the second Death Star. No. No, 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 <laughs> you are not going to beat me on this one. That's also false. He, he just showed this... up to help them. But he's in the... What? <laughs> no! He's inside the Millennium Falcon that flies through the Death Star and then shoots the core and blows it up. I was there! Watch the movie at the theater! The pilot? Oh my. 
buddy beside him is the pilot. Yeah. The Sulik? Was was that what it is? Yeah, he's the pilot. That's the guy next to him. He, I mean, he's the gun, which is also impressive, but not as impressive as the pilot. Well, if, especially if since the Millennium Falcon was like supposed to be like almost like, too big like, to fit in the trash. Yeah, I mean, like barely fly through. So them. the pilot, I would say, is more impressive because it's like flying. A, well, did, a, did you be like driving your car through hey, a box hey, almost equally the same? According size. to a Solo, a Star Wars story, actually, there's a sentient robot oh. inside the Millennium Falcon, and so it actually floats oh, no, no. through no, no, the no, Death no, Star. No, we don't. We don't, no, we don't is, talk about that. That here. is canon now. We don't, thanks to Mutt- no, we don't talk about that. Here? It is Disney. Like, I'm sorry. I think what you're saying here. There's um, no. I'm sorry. There's a public outcry of like that movie doesn't exist. It's not. No. What did you say, Caden? <laughs> Let Caden yeah. speak. And then another good one. Like I'm sure Sarah can relate to this one as well. Uh, I don't remember what season it was, but like I think it was fifth or fifth uh, during the Matt Smith run. Uh, the or the alien for the first episode of that season, or the astronaut, not alien. That one was a good twist, and it built up really well. What are we talking about now? Doctor Who. Oh, Doctor Who again. No wonder I'm so lost. So, anyways, the Doctor gets shot in the and because Time Lords, uh, they regenerate in, instead of dying. So if you shoot a Time Lord while they're regenerating, they die. So with what happened was the alien or the astronaut knew to shoot twice while he was regenerating. And it ends up being that, like, the astronaut was the doctor's future wife. That episode. Oh, my God. I've actually seen that episode. Oh, my God. I've actually seen that episode. That's the episode directed by Neil Gaiman. Yeah. 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 That's the only yeah, reason I've so. seen it. One of my favorite writers of all time. <laughs> I actually watched. As soon as you said Astronaut, I've actually seen that shitty ass. Well, it's a great episode. It's Neil Gaiman. I will never say anything bad about Neil Gaiman. I actually sat through that shitty ass show to watch Neil Gaiman. Later on in the season, it was great. And it made more sense. I think you might have upset some people with that response. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> This is the villain's talk show. We don't give a shit. <laughs> My favorite show is Samurai Pizza Cats. We Fight the internet. Samurai Pizza you Cats. You both cry until your pathetic tears. Samurai Pizza Cats. Samurai yeah, Pizza that Cats. One, that was, that was such a good betrayal. That, sh- that show was hilarious. Yes, it was. I actually saw that episode, and it was. I have no idea what was going on in the show. I watched it for the guy, but I yeah, do. No, you, I, you I, the mystery of the astronaut. Originally, you meet the wife. She wants to shoot Hitler. Another um, twist yeah. I kind of like. That's the first time you meet her. I got. I got. Time time twist I like, like, the Star Wars. Oh yeah, that's the second time you meet her. Because yeah, I'm the new. Been around for about nine months too. <laughs> what were you trying to say, Andrew? Said so from the new um, Rebel show, there is an interesting twist from the, new, the Star Wars cartoon they had. And you're um, mad. I had figured John wasn't going to be too excited about it, but at the same <laughs> time, um, you, it's it's a very obvious kind of buildup because you know it's kind of like that point where you see uh, pretty much you're introduced to a new cast of characters, right? And not a lot of people really know them or relate to them. 
but they end up meeting Darth Maul. And in that moment, because people who've known Darth Maul previously are going to understand this character is an evil character, is going to stab him in the back. But none of these people know him. So it's it's an obvious buildup to the point of when Darth Maul turns around and kicks their ass. It's, it's like, shit, this is what I was expecting. This is what I want to see. I wanted to see him bust their ass because this, this party sucks. It's like and watching... Darth Maul just put their kid. It's like watching Revenge of the Sith, even though it's a shitty-ass movie, and you hate every moment of watching what you're taking in. See, and that's like, the redemption. Like like they like finally rebels. get that hate you feel for the party. <laughs> exactly. Darth Maul puts it in their ass. And right? you sit there, but you sit there the whole time because you're like, come on, Anakin. Murder everyone. Yeah, Wait for me to kill everyone. Give come it, on. Give it to me. Yeah. It's been two and a half hours. Just kill some... Oh, there he goes. He just killed yeah, a bunch of kids. Yeah, and it's so satisfying yes. when it happens. Right? That, that's a good kid. That very obvious betrayal, because it has that previous build-up before, right? You, it's a known character, but at the same time, you're you're dealing with this whole new cast of people who don't have that previous experience. And they're, but for you, you're like, oh, that motherfucker. Right? Now, imagine, imagine, if you will... If they decided to be like, oh, there's actually a fourth movie coming out. He doesn't betray anyone in this movie. It's just called Revenge of the Sith because we're dicks. Oh, wait, they did that with The Rise of Skywalker. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That movie. See. Are you saying Disney hasn't been leading Star Wars no, in the right direction? No, that's fun. You know what the it, best betrayal, though, from Star Wars? What? If you... I'm gonna say it, John. Your next you know exactly words. You keep them very close to you. <laughs> Tell me, Ken. The Jar Jar Binks betrayal. Yeah, he betrayed his whole planet. I thought he was a Sith Lord. I I still that, fully believe he's a Sith Lord. That was yeah, that was actually George Lucas's planet. Apparently, and yeah. was it really revealed in the comics that he ha- he is force sensitive? See now, he that, later, uh, they later showed him off to be a clown who ended up being homeless in the boot. That would have been the best story. All of a sudden, Jar Jar oh, yeah. Binks, the Sith Lord. <laughs> he, not, he, he, actually, like, got, he actually got blamed for it, genuinely. Like every, a lot of people in the in the council blamed him, and he got like turned into a martyr and became homeless because they're like he gave he gave all the powers to Palpatine. He was like literally the full one to blame. What are we from talking like the course of the council? Jarcher. When did this happen? Yeah. In Star Wars, yeah. In yeah. In, in what? Revenge of the Sith. During the no. uh, uh, big group? Senate meeting. Big Senate meeting. Jarcher Banks gives all emergency powers to Palpatine. Yeah, oh, I remember that. Of a Sith Lord. But I remember everyone like meeting and, and calling and Jar Jar Binks a, j- the, a joke. The blame all falls on him, and he ends up. There's a whole comic series of him like being a homeless fucking clown, and he explains his whole situation that he ends up like he got like blamed. He got kicked out of Coruscant. Like he had to go back to the boot. Why would it, it like? Why would he get kicked off a of Coruscant? That doesn't make sense. That's the seat of the Empire. <laughs> How, who's going to kick him off? The Emperor? The Empire, all of the public, like, they blamed him for it because of the, the rise of the Empire. Why wouldn't he double down? Your best friend is now Papa Palpatine. Because he's, he's Jar Jar Binks. He's an idiot. That's too bad. <laughs> Your best friend is now the most powerful man in all of the universe, and you decide to go out... To run away from him? Yeah, yeah, right? Fuck, at that point, just go all in on Papa Palpatine. <laughs> Could be on his personal servant. I'm sure he's... Probably been become a sugar baby 
Yeah, no, he ends up being a sad homeless clown. See, now that's time. a wasted plot line. That is a wasted what? twist in plot line that could that be great. That they and they, they just buried they buried it to bury the, the Jar Jar Darth Jar Jar fans. Because no one liked Jar Jar. It's because true though. It's just a cheap, uh, cheap gimmick. And yeah. I mean, it's like they did this, like they did that stupid Star Wars TV show and brought Darth Maul back because everyone thought Darth Maul was underutilized. But they pretty oh, much they pretty much Captain Phasma'd him twice. Yeah. 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 They really did. I mean, I like the build-up in the, in the Clone Wars to, oh, yeah. like, it, to it, knock him yeah, down. It's fine. it's fine. It's fine. He was he, he was the villain that I wanted to see get get his ass kicked, honestly, because evil can only go so far, right? <laughs> Eventually, you got to get struck down by the by the real Dark Lord, you know. Yeah. And that's what his build-up was. He was built up to be shut down by Palpatine again, pretty much. He wasn't supposed to be the winner. That doesn't make it any better. I mean, if you see for what it is. Where he is, though, it is pretty cool. Moving away from this topic, because, God, I could just yell at you forever about it. Um, Don't you talk shit about my favorite character. (laughs) How about General Grievous? What? All right, all right, all right. If we're going to talk, we have to switch topics anyway. Let's just do this. Underutilized villains. And I'll start, we'll just go Star Wars, because we're already here. I can name them all. (laughs) Captain Phasma, General Grievous, oh. Darth Maul, yeah. Count Dooku, um, fucking the General Knights Mace of Windu. Ren, fucking Boba Fett, like Mace Windu. Ma- I said, Mace Windu, I said yeah. villains. I said villains. Oh, no, sorry, villains. Sorry. I, I mean, get... he could be a villain. A lot of people theorize he could back as a villain. Yoda's a pretty big villain. The Trade Council. The oh my god. Trade Federation. Yeah, the Trade Federation. Like. Yeah. How many more underutilized villains? Jabba the fucking hut. Like, how many more underutilized I mean, motherfucking villains can we come up with in one series? Actual movies. <laughs> but if you look at the Clone Wars again, because I know how much you love the Clone Wars guy. I wish they actually a decent player in that show. I wish they I, I'm talking about the movies right now. I'm talking about the movies. I know the show makes up for a lot of that shit. I yeah, have, show I've seen I've seen the clip of General Grievous going fucking ape shit. On that See, show. The one, it's, it's really on the good. show, there's one thing that I, there was a villain that they underutilized, which was a villain called Pong Krell. He was a Jedi that betrayed all of the the clones, and he was just using them as Jedi as um, fodder. He was just throwing them at yeah. the, the Sith. But, he didn't care because they were clones. But his whole he betrayed all of the Jedi, and it took all of the clones to 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 pretty much like go against their commander and fight off this four armed Jedi that had four double lightsabers by themselves. I get, dude. This guy was known for just mercilessly slaughtering clones like nothing, and it took his whole brigade to even attempt to shut him down. And like, plus some of the um, uh, Anakin's clones too. Yeah, like they 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 only did it with Anakin's squad. If they didn't, he they like his betray. He was such a badass, but because he was within a Jedi, you didn't see him as a villain until they were like, "Well, no, because you're a fucking heartless." Throwing your, your your soldiers to the fucking intergalactic space faring whales. That's not a, another good one. Uh, no, French, another that is how we end that conversation. Villain. I'm talking about. He's an actually good villain. Fuck you. <laughs> he's a war general that he kills. Only in, he was only in like two three episodes too. That's the sad part. Yeah, he could have had more buildup. I yeah. wish in the movies instead, because he was a notable figure. Instead, they went with 
intergalactic spacefaring whales. That was a different show. It was a, it was a weird. Rebels. It was a weird choice. That was Rebels, John. I'm not talking There's about a lot that. Of choices. It was a weird choice. Talk but, about Clone Wars. Yeah. Another but, good Clone Wars villain who was underutilized was the Spider Dude Trench. I've no, never I'm seen any. Of oh, this great! Stuff. I remember that guy. Yeah, they ended up having more later on. The War General for General Grievous. Yeah, but they're they're under such an underutilized character. The more I think about it, there's a lot of underutilized villains in a lot of properties that extend beyond a single movie or a single book. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it 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 feels like now the more I think about it, it's a lot harder to have an underutilized something in a single movie because you need to have everything tie up. Where like in Lord of the Rings, I mean, the the ring wraiths you see them in the Fellowship and then they just kind of die off. And then you see, oh, yeah. one's riding a dragon, and then it dies. Yeah, they, they kind of had a weird... And I mean, like, it, it's funny how... how And I can even think about it in the MCU. Think of, other than Loki and and Thanos... Most of the villains in the MCU Name me weak. a villain. I know. Whiplash. Like, in general? I can see a few the MCU. Whiplash. What's his name? He was okay. Name me a villain uh, that you that's actually good. Name me a for villain. me villains Green like my Goblin is in MCU. Not 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 in the MCU, but just in Marvel in general. That's technically it's that's technically Marvel. You're talking about the, wait, wait 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 everyone stop. We're talking about the William Defoe Green Goblin, right? Yeah. Okay, good. Just that I had to make sure. Okay, right, right, everyone, please keep talking. <laughs> Mysterio was a great Mysterio. one. He was really good. You know Jake, what? Jake Gyllenhaal's Mysterio. They yeah, ruined right. it though. It's all right. And that was actually that was a good twist. Sorry, they, they ruined yeah, it because in every down. single Spider-Man property and in the shows and in the comics, Mysterio go down one hit. He takes one hit and he goes yeah. down in every game in every comic. That's the unfortunate part. He goes yeah. down in one hit, and no, the it's movie not, he can take really. multiple hits. That's because he's. He's legit a like a magician yeah, with like he's, he's holographic technology. He's, yeah. he's just your everyday Joe. Like Spider Man should be able to punch that guy yeah. once and he's going down. That was what I was hoping. <laughs> I was really hoping when I was watching that movie. I'm like, come on, just punch him once. I just want to see the one the one punch. And yeah, just to see him punch him once and just knock him out. I was gonna, I was, I was gonna say, isn't that exactly what happens? No, it's just no. it takes up the whole movie yeah. to get to him. As well. No, uh, they have a they have a giant final battle with all the drones, and he punches him a few times in the face, and he fights back. It's it's just it's it's just, yeah. It's a, it's a lot. The villain in Black Panther was pretty good. I haven't seen that movie, and I am sad to say that I, I don't that. know. Yeah. I don't know why. I have. That. It's actually it's a good movie. I I keep do I'm nothing against. I love Black Panther. I just I've never had time to see it. I, yeah, I don't know why. It. I know no, the whole story now. I really want yeah. to. Yeah, I just, Black, Black Panther was a good one. It's the only it one from the MCU I haven't it, really it liked was uh, Captain Marvel. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I haven't seen it. There's a lot. You know, of- I watched it on Netflix, and I still no, feel like, like I lost my money. The problem with Marvel, I find, <laughs> is, is is I don't find yeah. anything compelling. Like as much. That's why I'm a huge DC fan. Is they write their they write they write amazing. Like in like we're talking about twists and betrayals, and like just even that. Like it's I why it's why I love the DC right? pantheon. It's- no, their their live action is terrible. Their uh, yeah. animated universe is really good. Yeah, unbelievably awesome. good. And like the. 
The live and the Marvel, I would say, is the good. opposite. Their animated universe is terrible, terrible. Awesome. and their live action is really good. There was a time back in the '90s before most of you were alive, except for a few of us. When I think all of us were alive in the '90s, with the back in like almost exception of Kate. I was alive in the '90s. Fine, yeah, back in the it. '90s when you cannot remember, there was two. Remember the 90s, there was four shows. <laughs> four shows on TV. Spider-Man, X-Men, X-Men. Batman, <laughs> and Superman. And they yeah. were all fantastic. I still watch reruns of those shows. I still get chills in my brain. That animated Batman was still one of the best, too. Yeah, It's considered like one of the, the best. The animated Spider-Man was really good. But Mark they had, Hamill's yeah, that was a great one with the weird I've... 3D effects and stuff. Yeah, my favorite one was where eventually... I don't know if it was the same one as I could where um, they had... Um, Spider-Man turns into the weird mutant fucking spider. Yeah, the that's, that's, that's that serious. Punisher has to hunt him down. Yeah, yeah that was yeah, Spider-Man that was where he favorite. does all the crossovers. He they meets do the Deadpool. Web they do where the he's got to fight Doom and choose like a special team yeah. to fight, help him fight Doom. Oh, that's such yeah, a good one when he fights oh. the... Oh, I loved that series so much. Madam oh, Web yeah. was one of the best like sure. spin-off series from Spider-Man. Yeah. Oh, and Morbius Morbius was after that, which that movie should be coming out Does anyone remember... Early next year, I think. Does anyone really remember the final June is episode. supposed to come out in a couple months or a couple, like a month? Yeah, it I'm is. Excited for. I'm really excited oh, for that. Yeah. But um, do they remember the final episode of that Spider-Man animated series or the final few episodes? Yeah, what? where Spider oh Carnage blows up the universe multiverse. Yes, and what a good story! Like what? And it's and it's yeah. like and it's not even like Spider Carnage. It's it's Peter Spider Carnage. Yeah. It's Spider Carnage takes over a Peter Parker who is trying to destroy the universe. Well, because it's the, the symbiote has <laughs> his so taking over good. his clone, and his it's clone so thinks good. he's the original. It's so, so like, good. it's, yeah. I that whole build up from the original. I didn't expect that twist, honestly, with the original, like, clones, because they did the clone story way earlier. And then to have that pull in at the end and be like, that's yep. the reason he's fucking broken and crazy. Like, that yep. makes sense. That's like, I didn't expect it, but like, what the fuck? <laughs> right? That it's was really so good. good. Um, another good show, if you guys ever seen it, it's a DC property, is Justice League. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. First two seasons are good, but in Justice League Unlimited, where they have the entire pantheon of the DC characters, um, the final two episodes... Um, it's a huge payoff from this giant story. I really highly suggest watching it if you've never seen it. It is like the start of modern DC animated. Like, uh, you being too loud? We'll be quieter. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, the first and and what 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 one of the greatest twists is you have this. Two of my favorite episodes come from this show. Um, one of the they're both around the Flash. I'm not a big Flash fan. I really don't. But both these episodes are around the Flash. One of them is called Flash and Substance. You can look it up. Justice League Unlimited. Um, it's Batman and this other hero. And they follow Flash around Central City. And he doesn't fight any criminals. He's trying to be assassinated. That's the plot of the show. Of the episode. But he doesn't care. He like he, he He's a genuine good person. And Batman and this other hero are just so baffled throughout the entire episode. It's one of my favorites. I still rewatch it today. The other one I rewatch is um, the climactic episode where I'll, you know, Lex Luthor mute, uh, fuses with Brainiac. I won't, I won't explain how. It's, it's really good. It's, su it's such a good written show. 
Um, and he actually defeats almost all the Justice League. He starts fighting the final six, which is, just so people know, is Flash, Green Lantern, Batman, Bat, uh, Wonder Woman, Superman, and uh, uh, John Jones, the, the Man Martian. And, um, the original six. And, um, and he actually defeats all of them, and he's about to shoot the Flash with a shotgun. And in the and you're like, oh my god, what's about to happen? And the Flash does the one thing, he starts vibrating. And the final scenes are him literally flashing across existence, moving so fast just to deliver punches. And then eventually the last scene is he's now vibrating because he's now fusing with the Speed Force, which if you know the Flash universe, this is when he starts going into the Flashpoint Paradox, yeah. rips into Brainiac and pulls out Lex Luthor and then disappears into the Speed Force. And at the same time, in, in one episode, you are cheering... But then you're instantly like just shocked and half crying because you're like, what? And it's so, oh, it's one of my favorite twists. You never see it. But what, because what they do is they allude to um, this one psychic character in the show who does see the Flash die. And it becomes a premise throughout this entire season. Um, it, when the Flash dies, world, the, war, the, war, uh, the world goes to war. And so it's about him yeah. trying to prevent this. And yeah, no, it's so good. I suggest anyone who's watching this, anyone at home. Yeah, the Dog's a great movie. But yeah, it's to just watch the Justice League. Like there's a great episode with Q. If you don't know who Q is, he's basically the DC version of Rorschach. Um, it's a really good show. But um, it, oh. it, it, in terms of twists, like, the idea like that I went in with the expectation to see either a kids to young adults level show and then have the kind of writing that would take yeah. all my expectations and throw it on its head at that age was awesome. And I still watch it to today. Same with Gargoyles, too, if anyone ever remembers Gargoyles. that show. Oh, yeah, that was a great one, too. Yeah. Great. My favorites as well. I love the writing for that one. The build up. I still have it. I have all those. I have the first season. I never saw it. I know this is a bit past your time, John, but Batman the Brave and the Bold was not as bad as everyone thought it was. I've seen it. I haven't watched it. Like, the writing wasn't terrible. It's not. It, it wasn't good. What like, made it, it... I'm not saying it wasn't good, but it wasn't great. What made it... Is that it Dreadlock Joker? Well, what made it good was it was, it was, it was completely fourth wall. There was yeah, so much... And that's what made it funny, is it knew it was being stupid. And there were yeah. scenes that were genuinely awesome, that were genuinely a part of the show that you didn't expect. But then there were like, other scenes I like that the were Star Invasion episodes. I can't, I can't put a name to an episode. It's been so I long since I can't I've seen think it. of the name, but basically, it was a two-part episode where everyone but Batman and the heroes who didn't have powers all got uh, transformed into minions of Starro. Oh, okay. Batman and the non-powerful heroes had to win. Makes sense. I couldn't tell you what happened, but I I remember it being good. But and it the 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 key to all this, right, is writing. Is is build up exactly. and writing. Like yeah. You, and it's so like we said at the beginning at the top at the top of the show, like the ability to hold off and not and not explode, not expose too much, not do too much that you don't understand what's going on, 
is is super hard. I mean, even even actors will give away plot points or give away stuff towards movies that they're not supposed to because Tom Holland is a very popular uh, actor for that. Yeah, exactly. Very true. I had a and, and it's but it's incredibly hard. It's really hard. Um especially when sometimes when you see opportunities that may not be the correct time to take it sometimes because of the the pressure of the moment you might just you might jump in whether that's in in games or whether that's in in movies or books um i find i find a lot of villains is just it, the real problem is they jump too quick you know what i mean um other than other horrible villain tropes um the 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 idea that they would uh they'd move too quickly one of my favorite villains for for actual pacing and for actual intelligence that's that's actually reflected in the movie is uh goldfinger um one of one of the greatest movie masterminds um the idea i don't know you guys seen goldfinger james bond I think I have, but a long time ago. Need to see Goldfinger. Need to watch it again. Need to see Goldfinger. <laughs> what about you, Jeremy? Yep. Good. So you can you can you can vouch for me on this. the uh, The entire idea where most Bond villains they try to they try to put it under um, the idea that oh they're trying to blow up the world or they're trying to take over. All Goldfinger wants is gold, and he has in one of in part, and he has this huge elaborate plan. That he never reveals. You know what his goal is, but it's not until James Bond actually figures it out. I believe it's Sean Connery. Um, Sean Connery's James Bond actually figures it out and says it to whatever person is on the other line of the phone that he's talking to. It's not near the end of the movie. And it doesn't cut back and show you it. It's one of those things that happens naturally. It's It's... It's one of those things where you realize, and it shows a good build. You can watch that movie a hundred times and see all the little dominoes in Goldfinger's plan fall over. And in in and sometimes when you start watching it through that lens, you can actually see why certain things happened with him because he was forcing he was forcing the moment, and that's great. That's 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 the kind of writing that I like. I dream of being able to do. And that's the kind of betrayals I try to I try to do. I try I try to have an idea in my head, but you don't try to set a time. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. You don't just go to a town and you know try to whip up some random cultist to make him kill the mass, you know, the general of the city, and then decide that that will that will work. You don't do that, huh? Well, you do it. But you don't do it in such a small time frame. That's something that takes <laughs> months to do. That's a that's a Not that's a hour? slow burn. That's a slow burn. Huh. Huh. That isn't a ticking clock. Mm. That's a real slow burn kind of thing. Trust me, I can I can tell you from the experiences I shared. I have done the grand betrayal of an entire party, <clears throat> of an entire village. I've done that, and I'm known for it. But at the same time, it is a slow burn. But so you sometimes may sometimes if you're really mad, maybe you just shoot your friend five and times. You, and you may not achieve it. The other thing is, is like the characters, they may not achieve what they're trying to do. But it's not about whether 
they are successful or not. Like in the Watchmen, when um, what's his fucking name blows up the planet, he tells them after it's already yeah. happened. It's not about the payoff. It's about the emotion. It's about that 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 feeling that sticks with you, that you cannot shake. When it doesn't matter, like and you and you walk away from the medium you were just watching, and all you do is think about that twist or think about that betrayal, and it it shakes like and it shakes you. And I think I think we all did. I, it. I, I had like um, my own kind of like betrayal once in one of my D and D settings that I did once before. Mm-hmm. I was playing with um, a previous kind of group, and we were doing like a like a pirate kind of setup campaign. And this group is like very kind of like combat heavy and not very um, RP directed to some degree. And um, I had spent a bit of time trying to like build up uh, my warlock patron that I was planning to do for a multi class when I was playing as a paladin. Who um, I was all about like I was trying to be about you know the strength of the sea and cool sea beasts and stuff. And I learned about this cool like awesome god and. Uh, during a moment, I had been slowly trying to start up. I, I got inspired by our kind of group playing. Um, I, I decided I wanted to start up my own kind of cult of sorts because it actually was fitted with the story of how the how that that god kind of worked a bit. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get much too far into it before I ended up like I had started it. Like I had, had talked about it with one person, and then I mentioned the name once. I didn't even like talk about the lore too much or go too deep into it. And I had one of the party members turn around and I get really mad at me. And they're like, oh, you're supporting, like, the evil person, and uh, we gotta kill you now. And, like, they pretty much started, like, one of them straight up started attacking me, and, like, almost started, like, at, at a point like that, I was I was so taken aback by the fact that I had been tossed that this is what, is what is happening to, I, I'm worshipping all this stuff that I didn't know about mm-hmm. when I knew otherwise, and then get thrown into the fact of, oh, now we're gonna kill you, and I'm gonna fight you to the death and, and eat you. And I was like... Um, okay, well, I'm gonna go, because I don't really know what to say about this and what to do anymore, so... <laughs> and I just kind of, like, left it at that point, because I'm like, I guess that's what's gonna happen? I, I really don't know what to do anymore, because I was so taken aback by the shock of, like, mm-hmm. just just the whole thing happening at the same time, I didn't even know how to process it. And for me, it was, like, a lot. I was like, what is happening? And, like, and like it, it felt to me like, now I'm not even gonna be able to do half the shit that I had in mind, and what I had I had thought of for this little thing. Like I had learned all this stuff, and then um, pretty much like I got told it was it was something else, and then like, and I was blown away by all of it. It was it was such a it was such a betrayal for me that I didn't I didn't even expect it. Right, it came out of nowhere, out of no out of good water. And I, I can't fault it. It was a good good moment to we we had just kind of confronted an, an issue, and then like with a like a boss fight, and it was just us in that moment. And then that's when they chose to like to confront me there and pretty much killed my character right off on that spot. It was it was a surprise, but it was a it was a good it was a good one in in, in game story writing. But for me, it was kind of unexpected. I didn't know what to, how to process it, and if I had a bit of you know explanation in it more, I might have you know processed it a little differently and maybe had a different response to it. Hmm. For me, it was such a huge crazy like thing. I didn't even like. You know, it felt it feels like when all the walls kind of tear down and then you see step, step back and you're like, wow, that you know that wasn't that was that was pretty good. But at the same time, like, what the fuck, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So it was, it was interesting, but no, that is you get different things, right? And 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 I mean, like, does it still affect you? You still think about it, obviously. You still know all the details. Oh. Like, how long ago was it? It was. I th- it'd probably be about like 
I think it was like three months before we started our kind of campaign, maybe, or like something like that. So it's been a little over a year now. And it was just, it was, for me, it was my first experience of betrayal in-game of, of like parties and like in a cooperative kind of setting that I didn't expect it because I didn't, I didn't have ever any, even process that information of, of even doing that myself, of betraying the party or trying to, to become hostile with my group that I've been trying to help this whole entire time. Help. And have it happen to me. I, I was genuinely trying to help. I was trying to like, I'm like, oh, we'll, we'll be our own, you know, we'll get our own group, we'll be our own pirate lords, I'll have my own crew, they'll have their own crew, and we'll have our own, like, ocean setting, and we'll be, like, you know, like, the, the lords of the oh, sea. Oh, everything's act. gonna be great, we're gonna be lords of the sea, yeah. everything's gonna be fine, I, everything's gonna be great! Don't look over here, look over here! <laughs> exactly! It's like it was my second second setting, and I didn't really know too much about learning right in dnd and learning how players work and everyone's mm -hmm. different everyone plays differently right our, our group's a little more peep driven and there there's weren't and for me it was a whole new exploration and just even getting used to the game itself right it, it was a lot so but it was fun it was interesting it was different the learning experience to say the least all right uh let's i'm slowly wrapping up here anyone final thoughts on the art of the betrayal it's a lot harder than you think. Yes, yeah. I, I realized you were going to say that. Thank you. Um, unless you're my brother, who's the one who led the betrayal on Andrew there? <laughs> if, you, if you're going to beat the betrayal, you got to be... Yeah, out of seven campaigns, my brother Zach has betrayed the party in three of them, so they like half expect it now. But they just oh, don't wow. know when it's coming. Uh, Sarah, any last, any final thoughts? And that's kind of how I play a little bit of my character but now, expecting trip <laughs> at random moments. I don't think I have any final thoughts, but Jaden, it was really fun shooting you. My, <laughs> it was really fun shooting you. I would say, enjoy the wrath of a druid. <laughs> I would yeah, see we all have moments. moments. Just that's don't, nice. just you know. You should be dead. We're gonna, yeah. You should be. You're lucky. I. You're lucky. You're lucky. So you're not wrong. We're you are you lucky. Lot, giving you a lot of a chance. You are lucky that I decided to save your life. Um, True. My final thoughts as a serial betrayer, betrayer, <laughs> betrayer, um, is is if you're writing, if you if you're out there writing or making any kind of material um, that has a betrayal, which is usually or a twist. Um, don't it's fine to do sudden don't don't get me wrong it's always fine it, it can be fine if it's done right it's hard though it's really hard to do a sudden betrayal your easier and better bet is a slow burn it is hard trust me i write i also dm i also do larp i can tell you a thousand ways of how it's hard um but it the point is is what you're doing is obviously i'm not talking in real life obviously but the goal is you what you're thinking is awesome to do but you're doing it for the experience. And if you do it suddenly without any kind of follow-up or any kind of slow burn, it will be forgotten. And it will be it'll, it'll be pointless. If you do it right and you do your betrayal correctly, you can actually affect people in reality. And it can actually it can actually spill over, which is what you want. You want that visceral feeling. And the only way to really do that is you have to be mindful and Always remember, it's the same rule in cooking, less is more. The less you give, not nothing, but the less you give. So if you're writing a sentence and you think it gives way too much, 
shorten it. Let's you use dumber words. The point is, is you want you want you want to feel like you're leaving some breadcrumbs that are pick upable, but at the same time can be misconstrued. Um, you don't see it in the same way. It depends on perspective, right? Where you can misjudge it, see then, it. And then you'll get those moments where where you'll you'll leave game, or you will leave what you're doing, or you'll walk away from your book, and. If you're if you're in a game, whether it's D and D or LARP or anywhere, people will come up to you after the game's over and say, "Wow, that was awesome, man! That was so cool." I mean, I hate you in game, but like, you're that was that was fucking awesome, and it it it's because you you play it right, um, and it's so hard. Don't 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 take, like I, I like I said, I've done it in many games in many styles since I was a kid. I love it. I love playing the villain. I, I love being the betrayer and it, it I from a lot of experience it's all about the slow burn. It's all about be it's all about taking your time writing your characters in such a way that can be misconstrued or can be taken as something else. And then when you do do your reveal, it's it's that much more visceral and that much more I don't want to say shattering, it's that much more real to the person who's experiencing it. And that's 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 how I would end it. That's that that would be. Anyone else want to end anything? Add anything to that? Yeah, actually, um, don't don't sacrifice a good story or something just for the sake of a shock or a twist. Don't don't try to shock people to the extent where you lose something that is already good. I agree. Uh, yeah. Look at the last Airbender movie. <laughs> the last Airbender movie, or even like the Star Wars movies, the Star Wars sequels. There's so many twists and so many things where it's like you're looking to shock people, but you're sacrificing a good story for it. We could we could talk forever on things that don't do this correctly. In fact, we just we just talked for about an hour and a Which half about things that don't yeah. do it correctly. Um, <laughs> but on that note, um, please. Uh, if you don't want to, if you don't want to follow us, you can download the app at justlikeness.com. Join the faceless army. You can support us app. if you want. Insaniac uh, is also check. have uh, yes, check Patreon, out Facebook and stuff, and check out our Patreon. Insaniac streams games on his Twitch, which is just his name. Uh, you'll see it in a second. And I was C four beside me was Sarah Vike. Further down was Insaniac. Below me was was Caden the Great Geese Goblin and finally we had Sir Jeremy and we were your villains and your hosts of the Villains Talk Show. We're, we're sorry, sorry you had didn't nothing. have anything better to do. But yeah, we're I glad you spent you, it here. <laughs> we're really glad you spent it here. Thanks for watching. We are. Yeah, we are. Our shows are Wednesdays and Sundays. Wednesdays at 10 p.m. Mountain and Sundays at 11. Hopefully we'll see you there. Next topic is going to be China. The cortocracy. 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 <laughs> We're in the turds. Thank you again. Thanks for watching. Download the stuff. We love you all. Do the things. The app is the most important, though. Download True. It's life-changing. Do it. It really is. <laughs> it is. Just it read really the reviews. Yeah. One of them's for me. Like, it, it's really life-changing. You yeah, do it. They, it really don't, they don't say that. The review is by an anonymous person who <laughs> download the app of their own accord, and there is no sedimentary or, ter or tertiary reasons for this. It is a good app of likeness. <laughs> it is a good app. 
Yes. It is a good app. Everything said in pretense was not correct. I'm sorry. You're welcome. I won't say anything. Damn right. <laughs> All right, bye now. The idea. <laughs> Just betraying the idea of the app. Let the forsaken lies fall from <laughs> All the lies. Life is full of <laughs> forsaken lies. True. That's all life is. Lies and pain. And on that we ended the stream. <laughs> I knew.